football player. No, that grade came from ne- Negroology. That's where it came from. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, we are live. So we'll start uh, governor. We're live. Okay, brother Anthony. Yes, 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 I'm here. Oh, good morning, brother Anthony. Sorry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, man of God. Uh, <clears throat> welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call, where we meet every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, we'd just like to thank uh, every man, every family that's represented here this morning. And we'd like to thank you all for joining us on this day that was not promised to us, September the 16th, uh, 2021. So we just we just want to give God all the glory and all the praise. We just tell God, thank you for allowing us another opportunity to fellowship one another. Uh, thank you for allowing us to sow into other men's lives. And we just want to thank God for allowing us to sow into each other's lives. And so we just uh, want to give God all the praise and all the glory. It's not about us, but it's all about uh, God. And we have an outstanding man of God that has been with us on more than one occasion. Uh, outstanding, dynamic individual, uh, Dr. Bride uh, Bellard, and we, we, we're not going to tie up too much of, his, of, of the time because we want to get this gentleman out the bullpen. He's always full of knowledge. He's always full of wisdom, and, and he's, he's, he has blessed us on a number of occasions. And um, look, I just tell you, sit back, relax, get your fork, get your knife. If you've already had your physical breakfast, get ready for your for your for your, uh, your spiritual breakfast. He's going, to, he's going to fill you up. He has a buffet. So you can eat all and digest all you want to on this morning. Um, but we want to also acknowledge those individuals and families that are on our prayer list. We have Dr. Kenneth Green, his, his son and grandson, Kendon Green, Cam Green, uh, brother Tenor, sister-in-law, uh, Greta Crowley, uh, Grace uh, Edwards, Grace Edwards, uh, we ask for healing over her body and Brother Clifton Edwards praying for uh, his rehabilitation. And all of those other individuals that have sent uh, prayer requests uh, or emailed us prayer requests to the National Men's Prayer Call, we want to put those families and those individuals on the prayer list as well. And uh, this morning, uh, we just want to uh, start off by praying. And uh, we talk about, uh, you know, I normally start off with the scripture. My scripture for this morning says, Thessalonians 5 and 11, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact, it says you are doing, but I'm just going to change it, just says just as in fact, we are doing. We have been impacting and empowering uh, and improving men's lives uh, through this ministry on every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And so we want to continue to do that. We've, we've been uplifting individuals in prayers and we, we're going to continue to do that because we've been anointed for this task. God has collected and assembled this group of men to do just that. And so without further ado, we're going to go to God in prayer. And uh, everybody just bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just come this morning uh, as humble as we know how. First and foremost, to give you thanks and to give you the praise and the glory that you so richly deserve. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us this opportunity, Father. Just thank you, Father, for uh, touching each and every individual on this call this morning, Father and allowing them, Father God, to get up with a reasonable uh, portion of their health and strength and to find, uh, Father God, that everything is all right. So we just thank you this morning, Father. We thank you for our families, Father God. We thank you uh, for our loved ones, Father God. We, we just thank you, Father God, to be able to get up, Father God, and to just acknowledge you, Father God, and for who you are 
in our lives this morning, Father. So we just give you the glory and the praise that you so rich and deserve. Father, we just thank you for being so many different things to us, Father God. You, In your word, Father God, you're, you're the alpha and the omega. Father, you're the beginning and the end. Father, you're the great I am, Father. So we, we just thank you, Father God. You're the lion and the tribe of Judah. We thank you, Lord, because we, we, we can't do anything without you, Father. And we acknowledge that, Father God. We stand on that word, Father. So we, we just come this morning just as humble as we know how, Father God. We come empty vessels looking to be filled by your word, Father God, by the speaking uh, that's going to be, uh, by the word that's going to be delivered here this morning. So we just thank you, Lord, for allowing us this opportunity. Father, eight years, Father God, and still growing strong. Thank you for the visionary, Dr. Kenneth Green, and, and the vision that you placed in his spirit, Father God, to start the National Men's Prayer Call. But Father, in his absence, Father God, he had uh, the, the understanding, Father God, that he needed to pass it on and he needed to leave it to somebody. So Father God, He's trusting us with this ministry, Father. He put it in our hands. So we just thank Dr. Kenneth Green for trusting us or entrusting us with this vision and with this uh, this platform, the National Men's Prayer Call. And Father, thank you for touching each and every individual on this prayer call. Thank you, Father, because you've assembled a collection of men, Father God, with different spirits, Father God, that, that have different jobs and different assignments and different tasks in your kingdom. But we're all the disciples of God. Father, we all believe, Father God, that you, you are the great creator. You are the one and only, the true and living God. Father, that's the one thing that we have in common, Father God. There's no denying that, Father God. We lift you, Father God. We give you the highest praise. So we thank you this morning. And Father, we just come this morning, Father, and just uh, using this opportunity and this platform, Father, to pray uh, for our children, Father God, and, and for those administrators, those essential workers, uh, that have been continuing to move forward and that have been continuing uh, to work in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the pandemic. And Father, we just thank you and ask, Father, that you continue to cover our children, continue to uplift them, continue to protect their minds, Father God, and protect the parents, Father God, and give them uh, a peace of mind as they send their babies off to school, as as they send their babies uh, uh, into uh the school system, Father God, and understanding that we're dealing with COVID-19 and that is running rapid. But Father, we still say that you are the King of Kings. You still, Father God, are in charge, Father. So we, we we dare not fret, Father God. So we stand on faith. We operate in faith. Father God, we're going to exercise our faith during this season, Father. We're going to put pressure on our faith during this season, Father. So we thank you, Father. That's why we continue to step out. That's how we continue to, Father God, work and maneuver in the midst of the storm. Father, we come this morning, Father, and also, Father God, asking you to uh, cover the, those families that are on the prayer list, Father God. We talked about uh, Dr. Kenneth Green, his son, and his grandson, Father, have been affected uh, by COVID-19. We talked about um, Pastor Tenor's uh, sister-in-law, Greta. Father, I think she's been affected by COVID-19. Father, we talked about uh, Brother Edwards, Father, who's in, uh, coming out of the hospital, but who's in uh, rehab. We talked about Sister, sister Edwards, Father, who's uh, dealing with um, with some sickness in her body. So, Father, we give all those things to you, Father, because we know when, when, when times get tough and things that we feel like we can't handle, Father God, we give them to you because we know that you can handle them, Father God. I don't tell uh, you about my mountain. I tell my mountain about you. So, Father, right now in this season, Father God, we declare healing, Father God. We don't claim sickness. We claim healing in your name, Father. We thank you, Father. We ask that you cover their minds. Father God, and lift their spirits, Father God. Have them to look toward the hills from which cometh their help, because all of their help comes from you. 
We stand on the word, even in the midst of the sickness. We stand on the word, even in the midst of the pandemic. We stand on the word, even in the midst of financial struggle. We stand on the word, even in the midst of relationship issues. We're standing on your word this morning, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Speak to him, Father. Somebody needs to hear from you this morning, Father. Understand, Father, that we can pray for him, but they have to have the faith that healing is going to take place. They have to have faith that you're going to remove that stress. So exercise your faith this morning. Your word says faith without works is dead. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch those families. Touch those individuals. Touch Pastor Devin Miller. We know that he was dealing with some loss, and we know that he was dealing with some issues in his family. I ask you to touch every man and every family that's represented on this prayer call. We don't want to leave anybody out. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we continue to move forward, Father, we have one of, the, one, of your, one of your great disciples that's coming to us this morning, Dr. Brad Miller. I've had the opportunity to meet this young man through this ministry. And oh, what a powerful Father God, what a powerful, powerful Father God uh, enlightenment he has been to me and so many others. Father, use him this morning. Father, empty him, Father God, and fill him with your word. Allow your word to have full reign. Father God, use them as a microphone, but your words shall go forward. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for this time. Father, we love you. We praise you. And this is our prayer in your darling son, Jesus' name. Let every man and every family that's represented on this prayer call say amen. Oh, amen and amen. Brothers, it is... As uh, Psalms 133 says, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And we're dwelling together every Tuesday and Thursday morning for the last eight years. So we're just excited and delighted to once again come before you and present to you the power of prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. And we do that by searching around the entire nation and finding someone that can give you information for your elevation and for your strength. And so because of that, we're here this morning once again to bring that power into your life. And um, listen, guys, I just want to just uh, reiterate what, um, what our brother Anthony was just sharing right there. Everybody on this line and across this nation and the world has been affected somewhat by COVID-19. We know somebody that's either uh, recovering from it, uh, dealing with it now, or has passed away because of it. And we are, have taken the cavalier approach that somehow we're immune to it, or somehow it's a hoax or whatever. I don't care what your political affiliation is or what your denominational affiliation is, because this group of men have come together putting politics aside, putting denomination aside, just lifting up the Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. And I, I admonish you to take to think clearly and long about your decision as to what you will do regarding this significant threat to the world. And listen, the fact that we can, uh, that we can do something sensible, like, okay, please, please make a, uh, an informed decision before you 
before you do anything further. Okay, I'm not going to belabor this whole issue. It's our honor. We keep bringing Dr. Brad back because Dr. Brad is a bad boy. He's a bad man, dual board certified um, sports medicine physician. He's um, been a, a, sports, a sports, medicine, sports medicine physician for the, uh, for the Mavericks. He touches elite men across the nation through his elite uh, performance um, male enhancement group. This brother, we could go on and on and on because he indeed embodies the principle that we're talking about here on the National Men's Prayer Call. And we wanted to bring someone that's going to touch what he was saying, standing firm, standing firm. So that's the message and the theme for this month. So Dr. Brad, would you please unpack this so that we can see it from that perspective that only you can bring? Yeah, let's get it in, fellas. Um, I'm convicted by the prayer this morning. Um, Brother Anthony said something that really got to me. And, um, you know, it's that somebody needs a word this morning. And uh, I don't consider myself responsible for that. But I certainly pray that um, God can work through me. And so but before we get started, fellas, I really want each person um, in this national men's prayer community to just take time to stop what you're doing. And I really want you to open your heart. I really want you to open your heart to the message that I'm gonna share this morning. Uh, not your mind, I want you to open your heart. I want you to feel what I have to say because uh, the message I'll talk about today is something that can be, can be applied to each of our lives but it won't sit in there if we don't open our hearts. It won't, it won't sit in there if we don't open up the soil in order for the message to be deposited in there. So I really want everybody to open your heart and just uh, think about what it is that I'll share this morning. Um, the message I wanna share is uh, in order to stand firm, we're talking about standing firm today, uh, you need community. In order to stand firm, you need community. And so it's no better place to share this on, I'm not going to call this the National Men's Prayer Call. You've already heard me say the National Men's Prayer Community. And so um, I want each of you to think about your greatest struggle or challenge right now. I want you to put that at the forefront of your mind as we talk about this. It may be something related to family, maybe something related to uh, marriage, um, your health, your wealth, your career, but I want you to think about the greatest challenge. And um, I'm gonna start off talking about one of, if not my favorite movie. I'm a big time uh, fan of the movie Gladiator. How many people are familiar with the movie Gladiator? Russell Crowe, man, that, that movie, it gives me chills just thinking about it. <clears throat> and so there's a part in the movie where the gladiator, who is, who's Russell Crowe, who was the leader of the Roman army. Uh, in essence, he kind of becomes a refuge and uh, finds himself having to fight for his life uh, in, a, in a gladiator type arena. And uh, he's kind of in, in this uh, holding place with several other men. And they're about to, they're about to open the the, this door for them to walk out and face the enemy. Um, uh, and they, they have to fight these other men in order to survive for entertainment. And before they walk out, he says, fellas, 
And he doesn't know any of these guys, right? They're all kind of refuge. He says, guys, I don't know what's on the other side of this gate. I don't know if anybody remembers this scene. He says, I don't know what's on the other side of this gate, but he says, but here's what I do know. The only way we win is if we work together. He said, our only fighting chance is if we work together. And these guys come out. Now, mind you, this is a, a, a like a, a ceremonial thing. People basically are coming to be entertained to watch these guys die. And they never win that battle. OK, they never win that battle. The, 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 the refugees never really win the battle. And so they come out because usually whenever they come out the gates, they're usually fighting alone. But these men, because Russell Crowe was like, listen, I don't know what's on the other side of this. We win if we work together. And uh, there's a there's a part where they're fighting these guys and they all say and uh, they kind of have some shields. And, and he says, uh, you know, there's there's this one enemy in like chariot coming and he screams as one hold hold. And these dudes get together it's like he said as one. And the chariot that would have normally destroyed one person gets destroyed because they all held together. And so. Uh, I'll get me excited uh, this morning. I have to go work out after this, but but this is you know I, I think about that when I think about the the idea of standing firm, is that standing firm requires community. The most effective way to stand firm is via community. And see, we've got the enemy. We've got stuff coming at us every single day. Some of which we know what's on the other side of once we wake up in the morning. Some of which we have no idea of what we're going to face. But let me tell you something. We win if we work together. Because listen, fellas, we're trying to be our best selves every single day. And, and unfortunately, many of us are falling short of the potential that God created us to fulfill as husbands, as fathers, as leaders, as business owners, in our health, in our wealth. We're, we're falling short of the potential that was placed in us. And oftentimes it's because we're going at it alone. We're just going at it alone. Again, I want you to think about that problem, that, that, that greatest challenge. Is there an opportunity for you to find community to help you in that place? Because you see, many of us, we believe we have to go about solving our problems and overcoming some of our greatest challenges. Often, for whatever reason, we as men feel like when it comes to the greatest challenge that we have, that we gotta go do it alone. We believe that if we ask for help, it's a, it's a sign of weakness or a potential threat to our masculinity that we have to ask someone for help, that we have to go to someone and say, hey, listen, uh, can you, you know, I, I'm, I'm not optimizing this area of my life. And it couldn't be further from the truth. But see, since our beliefs form our behaviors, we then go about life uh, trying to do our greatest challenges on, on our own if we believe that we need to go about it alone. And so let me just tell you what happens whenever we try to go after some of our greatest challenges and struggles alone. We end up working harder. We end up prolonging results. So therefore productivity goes down we incur more stress, okay? And because stress kills, we now have health challenges, okay? And we make poor decisions outside of community. 
we make poor decisions within our faith, within our marriages, within our families, within all these different aspects of our life, simply because we feel like standing firm means that we stand alone. Standing firm does not mean standing alone. And so the reason I can speak to this, fellas, is because I've experienced this in my own life. Didn't want to ask for help. Didn't want to ask for help because my marriage was was straight up numb and just going through the motions. Didn't want help because um, I had strayed away from God. Didn't want help because financially I wasn't where I wanted to be. But here's what I found. What I found is that my ability to succeed in these different areas of life was dependent upon community. So quick story. Uh, this was about six years ago or so. And um, I was what I like to describe as outwardly successful, but secretly stuck. Outwardly to the community, I showed everybody, man, this was Dr. Ballard. I'm working hard. I'm, uh, you know, one of the assistant team doctors for the Dallas Mavericks. And, um, you know, I'm running a business, a home-based business that's successful. And, and I got all this stuff going for me. But uh, in, in what, I, what I showed in the front stage was, uh, was all the wins. When in, in the backstage, which was what was going on at home, what was going on in relationships, what was going on in marriage, what was going on spiritually was an absolute mess. And it finally got to a point to where I realized, you know, there's several places in my life where I've succeeded whenever I've had help. I couldn't have become a physician if I didn't have help. Um, you know, I had coaches whenever I was, you know, played basketball. I had a, I had a, I had a, um, uh, I had a personal trainer. I had people who were helping me. And I said, you know what? I need help. And I reached out to a good friend of mine named Sean. This man of God. I thank God to this day for Sean. And I said, Sean, man, listen, um, we need to grab coffee. He and I spoke and I told him, I said, uh, I don't know where I am in life right now, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. I said, but I need help. And uh, he said, man, I want you to meet me in my office Thursday morning. And uh, you and I are going to start walking together. And it was this big load that was lifted. And had it not been for Sean and had it not been for God really placing on my heart to be able to say, hey, man, you need community. There would not have been me being able to share this message for you today. You know, Sean walked with me. He discipled me. Uh, he, he, he taught me how to read the word. He taught me how to how to, uh, how to pray. He taught me how to hear from God. I mean, like, and it was because of that, that things got squared away in terms of my faith, my family, and did a complete 180 because of the proximity of the relationship that I was able to develop with God. And so a strong community consists of three things, fellas. A strong community consists of three things. One is a common goal or interest. If you think about any community that comes together, they only come together because of a common goal or interest that brings them together. Churches come together because of God. Communities become, um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you name the community, there's some sort of common interest that brings the community together. Okay. We come together because we're men, men of God, men who are trying to be spiritually, personally developed, right? Like, so there's a common goal and an interest. And so 
one of the questions that you got to ask yourself is that the people who are closest to you, what is the common interest that bind you guys together? Think about it. Like the people who are closest to you, what is the common interest that holds you together? What company do you keep and what defines that company? See, because there was times whenever what, what the common interest was of the people that I was around was dirt. I knew if I called Mike, the only reason me and Mike hung out is because it was some bad decisions that was about to go down. That was, my, I mean, that was me and Mike, my good people, but I knew me, Mike and I wasn't getting together to talk about the word. If I called Mike, it was going down. But I knew if I called Sean, the common thread from Sean and myself was that we would be able to speak about life. We'd be able to speak about encouragement. We'd be able to speak about the word. We'd be able to speak about things that uplifted me. And I started realizing I needed to have common goals and interests that were, in, that were biblically in line with who I was trying to be, who I desired to be, who God desires for me to be. Look at the relationships that are closest to you and figure out what is that common interest that's keeping you together and then make a choice to have the ones closest to you that are going to uplift you. Second thing for a strong community is you got to have cohesion. And cohesion is more like being able to work together where someone is weak, the other is strong. It's like a, it's, cohesion is like a puzzle. It's not just sticking together, it's really working together. Um, sticking together is adhesion. Coming to work together is cohesion. Where I was weak, Sean was strong. Does that make sense? And so you wanna be cohesive. You know, one of the interesting things about that movie Gladiator is before he says, whatever's on the other side of this, we win if we work together. And then he immediately asked, he was like, has anyone served in the army? Has anyone served? And some couple guys was like, yep, I have, right? He's looking for guys he can work with, right? And so as you start to think about that one area of life that I had you think about earlier is oftentimes there's no help. There's no community around that thing that you're trying to get better at. Who can you have a common goal and interest in this specific area? Who can you work cohesively with to get better? See, guys, it's gotten to a point now to where I anticipate if I'm about to go into anything, I anticipate who do I need help from before I even get started? Because after you get started, sometimes it's too late. If they would have opened that gate and gladiated, he'd have been like, uh, they start getting attacked immediately. He's like, guys, we're going to be all right if we work together. Man, by that point, guys are out. But he knew. He said, before we even approach what's about to happen on the other side of this gate, if we work together, we will be okay. So now, before I'm about to start any project, before I'm about to do anything, I'm thinking, who can I work cohesively with? Who can I work together with? Right? I'm thinking I'm going to need help going into this thing. And then the last, the last thing that creates a strong community is Christ. Is Christ. 
And so I want you to ask this question is, what does my personal relationship with God looks like? I'm not talking about what church you go to. I'm not talking about what denomination you are. I'm talking about a personal relationship with God. What does that look like? I'm not asking you if you pray every day. Now, prayer is one of the things that creates an intimate relationship with God. But my question is, in any relationship, is your heart open and are you transparent? Is there intimacy there? Do you desire to spend time with him? What does your personal relationship with God and Christ look like? Because I can assure you, the closer in proximity you get to God, the more results happen. And once you bring Christ into any community, there will be fruit. Once you bring Christ into any community, you will be able to stand firm. And so I'll leave us with this Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 12. It says two are better than one. Let's just start there. We could just stop there. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor, productivity. Remember earlier we said, uh, you try to go at it alone, you're going to work harder, you're going to have longer results. They have good return on their labor, two better than one. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity, pity, that word pity says shame, not good. Anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We're trying to go after our greatest challenges right now on our own with no one to pick us up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Let me say real quick, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That is you, another man or someone in your life and Christ. That is why Christ is the third band that will tie things together in order for you to be able to stand firm. That's why Christ is the greatest piece of the puzzle for the three bands to stand firm because a cord of three is not quickly broken. So gentlemen, I want you to think about that greatest challenge and I want to think about, I want you to think about who can I ask for help from? Because life will be much easier. It won't have to come at the sweat and sorrow of your own work. But between you, another man who fits the strong community piece in Christ, that quarter of three will not quickly be broken. Thanks, fellas. Well, thank you, Dr. Brad, for uh, that encouragement on today. I think uh, the biggest thing that you, you did for us uh, was to put us in a place where we could hear you. Um, and that is in our hearts, uh, because sometimes we could, in, we, we could have intellectualized what you said. Uh, but when we listen with our hearts, uh, we're able to really uh, bring it close to us. Uh, and so I want to thank you for that. Three things I want to lift up uh, from all that you said that I think we need to walk away with uh, that I, I really appreciated was the three C's uh, community, cohesion, and Christ. Uh, if we can remember those three things in trying to stand firm as men, I think we will be able to 
stand firm. Uh, one of the things I like were the questions uh, that you asked us to ask ourselves uh, when it comes to community. What is our com what is the common goal and interest? Uh, and what is that thing? The question being, what is that thing that brings us together uh, in cohesion? Uh, not just being able to do the work, but who can we work with? Uh, all of us go to work, you know, in some capacity, but we necessarily don't work with everybody uh, because there's no cohesion. There's nothing that draws us together. Um, but you know, is being able to like I said, work together. And I and what I said to that was the, the strong, weak connection. Uh, when we realize our weaknesses, uh, which is a self-evaluation, then we can go out and find someone who is strong where we're weak and bring that cohesion together. So there's a self-evaluation that has to take place before you bring community in. Uh, and sometimes we fall short even on that. And so the question that, that was tied to that was, who can you work closely with to become better? You know, in the work that I do, I tell folks that people come together not to, not that you're not good by yourself, but you come together to become better. Uh, what good is it to be in partnership uh, or in relationship if it's not making you better? But the first thing has to be done is you have to be good yourself. Uh, and so when I counsel people, I always say, let's look at you first before we talk about your partner, uh, because your partner has to enhance what you already have. And so that's that cohesion uh, that happens in relationship and in community and, and especially for men uh, to be able to become better in whatever they're doing. And then finally, uh, Christ, uh, which should we could say that's the first thing, but it's the base. Uh, of everything that we do is the base upon which we build. And so uh, what is your personal relationship with Christ? Not, I, I love the way you said that is that it's not about your church affiliation. It's not about your denomination. It's about your relationship. It's about what happens when everybody's gone. What happens when no one is around, when the limelight is off? What type of relationship do you have with Christ uh, that makes your connection to God strong. Because again, we can have a relationship with Christ. That's wonderful. But if it does not tie us to what God wants us to do, then our relationship is fruitless. It's just a relationship, but our relationship should have purpose. Uh, and God gives us purpose through our relationship with Christ. And so when we understand that connection, uh, that three band chord that you talked about, uh, could be looked at in two ways, and then I'll be done and we'll pray our way out. One is you, another person, and Christ. That's one, one band. But the other band is God, Christ, and you. So if you don't have God, Christ, and you together, you, another person, and Christ ain't going to work. Yeah, I don't want to preach because it ain't my time to talk. Dr. Brad already did that. But this, this touched a nerve with me because so often we tie... We look at our relationship with community and Christ, but we don't look at our connection to God. God is the author and finisher of our faith. Christ is the way in which we strengthen our faith. And so when we understand those two connections, then we really have a ability to stand firm because we stand firm in community and we stand firm in the kingdom. And it is those two areas that allow us to impact the world and to stand firm in the world. 
And so, Dr. Brad, you you didn't touch the nerve. I got to teach later on. I may have to take your your stuff and teach this the morning uh, because you you didn't you didn't touch the nerve on me, bro. Uh, but I'm in the book of Acts, so we should be okay. <laughs> um, but thank you, Dr. Brad, and thank you all men uh, who have been a part of this this experience on today. Uh, we count it not a happenstance, but a divine calling. Uh, that we have been brought together to really have someone speak to our hearts so that we can move according to the spirit that dwells within us. And so with that being said, let us look to God to pray as we call our, uh, move on with our day on today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for life, health, and strength, and we thank you for this time uh, of coming together and fellowshipping one with another in this community called the Men's Prayer Call. Father, we ask you right now that you would first uh, replenish that which has been poured out from Dr. Brad uh, so that he can continue, continue to pour out uh, throughout his day today. Father, we thank you for what has been poured into us by him through you uh, so that we can understand how to stand firm and understand that only way we can do that is in community. Father, no one was meant to be alone. Your word even told us man's not fit to be alone. And so, Father, it's not just in uh, a male-female relationship, but it's also in male-to-male -male relationship uh, because we, no man is an island, uh, but together we can, we can change the world. And so, Father, we ask you to help us to find that community that will help us to become better, uh, help us to find that community that will strengthen us uh, where we're weak, help us to find that community where we can become, we can stand firm in our homes and on our jobs and in our schools and wherever God you may lead us according to the purpose that you have for our lives. Father, we ask that you would give us a sense of community in that area. Uh, show us that common interest so that we can be all that you have called us to be. Bless each man that is on this call live. Bless those who will watch this uh, broadcast later on today. But at the end of the day, Father, we ask that whatever we do, you get the glory out of our lives on this day. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Dr. Brad, you are a bad man. That was good information. <laughs> yes, sir. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that, sir. Thoroughly. <laughs>